show the book of Philippians. We've been in, in uh, Wednesday nights, we've been doing a lot of teaching on the book of Philippians. And it's amazing how that what the Lord's laid upon my heart for today deals a lot with what Brother David's. Uh, it's just a backup to what he's already said, a lot of it, I guess. And that's how God works. I love it when Sunday school lesson goes along with the message. Amen. I remember when, when I talked to young people, and uh, I talked to them for several years, and uh, I think Tanya was one of my first. first. And uh, But uh, I always loved it whenever uh lesson, and then would go upstairs and the trap and preach along the same lines, and Sometimes I look back at Brother John, Brother John here today, son-in-law, he uh, looked back at him and we both grinned at one another because we had already heard it in Sunday school and he's going to hear it again. But anyway, I uh, liked what Brother Dave was teaching. I was about to tell myself, I was about to run with you, Brother Dave. If you took off running, I'd probably just chased you, amen. But you left one thing out. You left out the word splinter. Some on boards and some on pieces and it might even be a splinter. Huh? Amen. Uh, but I'm glad we're going to make it. Uh, that's what the Bible. I like that. I refer to that phrase. I refer to that verse often. Some on board and some on pieces, broken pieces of the ship. But thank God they made it safe to shore. And that's what we're going to do. We'll make it safe to shore one day after a while. Then the book of Philippians, chapter number two. We'll, we'll read verse five, six, seven, and eight. And then we want to draw your attention to verse number twenty-nine. Now there's two things that Paul dealt with in the book of Philippians. Two major things that Paul dealt with in the book of Philippians. One of them is serving. If you're saved by God's marvelous grace, you are to love serving God. That's what Brother David was talking about this morning. You are to love serving God if you're a child of God. Now, this second one, we don't like that Paul that Paul dealt with. He dealt with serving, but he also dealt with suffering. Those two things walk hand in hand together. If you're going to serve God, you're going to suffer. And while you're suffering, don't quit serving. That's the problem I'm finding in this day and time. When people get to suffering, they quit serving. Like Brother Dave was talking about. I'm just going to quit on God. I had a preacher friend many years ago say this. He said, why is it when people get in trouble or people begin to suffer, so why they always quit church? He said, won't they quit their job? Huh? Won't you try quitting your job instead of quitting church? That's the most important thing in your life is the house of God. And so David, and so, so the Apostle Paul said here, got David on my mind, but anyway, the Apostle Paul says here in the book of Philippians chapter number two, verse five says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 29 says, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. 
It's not only given to you to believe on Him, but it's also given to us to suffer for His sake. Not to suffer as an evildoer, but to suffer for the cause of Christ. And David said in the book of Second Samuel, I believe it is, First Samuel, Second Samuel, it might even be First Kings, I don't, can't remember exactly where it's at, but he said, is there not a cause? There is a cause, and that cause is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the cause that we're here. He's the reason we're here today. He's the reason that Brother David stood up here and talked the way he did. He's the reason that Brother David leads singing the way he leads singing. He's the reason that your preacher stands, your pastor stands up here and stomps and snorts and spits all over you and, and so on and so forth. That's the reason he does that is because there is a cause and that cause is the Lord Jesus Christ. But as we look here this morning, I'm going to look at about four different things here. One in each chapter. I thought about reading all four chapters and using four men in the church to do that, but we won't do that. But Paul uses something here, one thing in each chapter that Paul uses that deals with suffering, serving and suffering. And let's go to chapter number one in the book of, book of Philippians here. And we want to find out something that's going to help us to keep on serving God in a time of suffering. Everybody's suffering. Everybody's hurting. Everybody's got something wrong with them, whether it be physical, whether it be mental, whether it be financial, whether it be spiritual, whether it be your home, work, church, whatever it might be, everybody's suffering in one of those areas, if not all of those areas or some of those areas. And so we look here in the book of Philippians, chapter number 1 and verse number 6. Paul gives us some things that's going to help us to be able to serve God uh, in our time of suffering. Suffering and serving does go together. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, right. And that's what the Apostle Paul, that's what the book of Philippians was written, uh, so that we may know about suffering, uh, that we may know about serving, and in a time of suffering, we're still going to have to serve God. Right. We can't quit serving God just because we're suffering. Right. Uh, just because we break a leg, we can't quit serving God. Uh, just because we have a heart attack, we can't quit serving God. Uh, just because we come down with cancer, and I know that's that that's terrible and that's awful, but we can't quit serving God uh, just because we're suffering from some things that are going to happen to us in this walk of life. And so Paul gives us something here that's going to help us to keep on serving God in the time of suffering. First thing he says here in verse number 6 of Philippians chapter number 1, and this is, people have favorite verses. My favorite verse is Romans 5, 8. People have life verses. My life verse is found right here in the book of Philippians chapter number 1 and verse number 6, where the Bible says, being confident of this very thing that he, emphasis placed upon he, because without he, there's not a you. Hmm. You can't be without Him. Hmm? You can't do without Him. You can't be without Him. You have to have the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is wanting, the Lord Jesus Christ is wanting to perform a work in you. Huh? He's wanting to perform a work in you. I borrowed that from your dad, this hung thing. But anyway, uh, he wants to perform a work in you at all times. But if you're set aside, 
He can't use you if, you if you're sitting by the wayside. He can't use you if you're going to sit at home all the time. He can't use you if you're going to quit on Him. He ha- you have to be there. And so he said, being confident this very thing. That word confident means to convince. God is trying to convince you, as He says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. God is trying to convince you. God is trying to give you the confidence. And notice what the word the Bible says here. The Bible says being confident. It didn't say get confident. Uh, it didn't say work toward that confidence. He said being In other words, the confidence is already there. You know, when that confidence was put there, it was put there when you got saved by the marvelous grace of God. God gave you the confidence when He saved you, and that's what salvation is. I mean, everything that we needed from God, we got it when we got saved by the marvelous grace of God. Now, I know the Bible says to grow in the grace and knowledge, and we do need to grow in the grace and knowledge, but God gave us everything we stood in need of when we got saved by the marvelous grace of God, and He gave it all in one word, salvation. Hmm? This confidence comes through our salvation that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our problem is, is we're not trusting in the salvation that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not allowing the salvation that we have to help us in this walk of life, to help get us through this walk of life. And when the suffering comes, we turn our back upon salvation. Paul said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Our problem is during this time of suffering and in this time of suffering near the storms that Brother David talked about, uh, we're not we're not letting our salvation come to the forefront. Huh? We're not allowing our salvation to deliver us. If I fall, you might have to catch me. But he said, being confident. Huh? God lets us know, God has allowed us to know that we can have confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's trying to build confidence in every child of God. He's trying to build confidence in you. That's what the Apostle Paul was saying here. And when those sufferings come, Paul said, being confident in this very thing, he said, don't quit. I can perform a work in you if you don't quit on me. Uh, uh, don't give up hope. Help's on the way. Uh, Sister Helen at church sings a song, uh, don't give up because help's on the way. Uh-huh. Yes, sir, right. If you give up tomorrow, help won't help today if you give up tomorrow because there's help on the way from the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we'll just have the confidence that we need to have in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's already there. We just have to cultivate it. Or we just have to cause it to grow and be confident in the storms that come in this walk of life and realize that through this storm, God is trying to teach us to grow. And so he said, being confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ has got something for every child of God. And you're going, you may have to suffer. You may have to suffer through some storms. You may have to go through some troubled times. You might have to suffer some trees falling. You might have to uh, some suffer some boat getting in a boat and going around in circles and so on and so forth. I remember one of the first times I got in a, a little rowboat down there. Uh, 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 well, it's here, Brother John's, I think it was at, at the at that, that lake where one of them lived at. Me and old brother Bill Williams got in that thing, and we was going around in circle till we finally realized how to row that thing. Huh? 
Sometimes we don't know how to roll in a storm. But even though we don't know how to roll in a storm, God is still leading. God is still guiding. Don't give up. Uh, just keep on, keep on rolling. Uh, you eventually, you're going to make it. Eventually, we got that. Eventually, we got that thing straightened out, brother David, and got to where we could roll that stinking boat, huh? Yes, sir. Hey, man. And by the way, brother David, you you missed another point there on that on what you're teaching on. There are ways around Atlanta, huh? Yes, sir. Hey, there are ways around Atlanta, and our wife brought us a different way this time. And I tell you what, I like that way a whole lot better. Amen. I never have liked Highway 19. I just, I just never have liked it. I like it better than what I did, but I just never have liked it. But so many times we go through things that we don't like. Mm-hmm. We don't like to suffer. Let's just be honest with one another. We don't like to suffer, but God has given us something to help us in our times of suffering, even though we don't like it. Paul didn't like to suffer. Look what Paul went through. And if anybody, and if anybody went through some suffering, it was the Apostle Paul. But yet, guess what? The Apostle Paul said, I have learned whatsoever state I am, that are willing to be content. And that's also found in the book of Philippians. That's also found in the book of Hebrews. And Paul knew about having confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he had confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ through those troubles and trials that he went through. And the Apostle Paul is a good example. But notice who Paul wrote about in chapter number 2 that we read. Paul was a good example, but the Lord Jesus Christ was the great example. Because notice what the Bible said. But made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a what? A servant. You know what a servant is? That's somebody that serves. A servant is somebody that serves. You and I are servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Huh? Paul is dealing with servants here. Paul is dealing with serving. And Paul's dealing with times of suffering for the, for the child of God, for the servant. And I'm glad this morning that we may, we're going to go through some times of storms and times of suffering. But thank God in all that time, all we have to do is have that confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm? Paul tried to give the church at Philippi some confidence. That word confident means to convince. By argument, true or false. It means to pacify or conciliate. It means by other family. It means to assent to evidence or authority. Right. You heard those storm proofs in the pudding? Hmm? Brother Jamie said, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. Right. Just think what it's like when you get through that storm. Now they say, they say storms and valleys are like Morton Salt. How many remember those Morton Salt commercials? Now come on now. On Morton Salt commercials, their theme was, when it rains, it pours. Huh? When it rains, it pours. That's about the way the suffering is for you and I. Seems like we get walk out of one storm and hit right back into another one. Walk out of that one, head into another one. Walk out of that one. Seems like every time you turn around, something happens. Something's always happening. You get out of one thing and walk in something else. But thank God, even though those times are happening, we can still place confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not so much in ourselves, but in the Lord Jesus Christ. We can put confidence in Him, and we should be confident in the Lord Jesus. I know God can take me through. Uh, 
Whether he does or not, that's entirely left up to him. But I'm glad he can. And I'm glad most of the times he will. Huh? Yes, sir. He will do that. He will, because that's what he said here. He said that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Guess what? Some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. But thank God we're going to make it one day after a while. We're going to make it home. Hmm. Jesus told the disciples, get in the ship and what? Go to the other side. Uh, we're going to make it to the other side. See, they encountered a storm along the way. But they forgot the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what our problem is in our times of suffering? We forget the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, get in the ship and go to the other side. The disciples forgot about that. Uh, now, if they weren't going to make it to the other side, He had never told them, get in the ship and go to the other side. Uh, yes, sir, I mean, we need to take what the Word of God says. I mean, I mean, another story there. Oh, well, they were fishing, and they, they, the Lord said, the Lord told them, said, cast your nets on the right, on the right side. Huh? They, they said, but Lord, we've told all night long and caught nothing. But they said, nevertheless, hmm, nevertheless, that thy word, huh? You know what we need in those times of storms? His word. Uh, His Word. I don't need to see the way ahead. I just need to hear the shepherd's voice. I just need to hear His Word in those storms. I just need to hear His Word and read His Word and see what His Word says. And that's what Brother Dave was teaching this morning. Uh, The words, the words of the man of God. If that ship, if those people on that ship would have listened to the man of God, Acts 27, probably never been written, Brother David. Huh? But they didn't listen to the man of God. They didn't listen to the man of God. And so we see number one this morning. Paul uses being confident. Number two. Look at verse one. Paul said, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies. Not only Paul was teaching the church at Philippi about serving and suffering by using the word confidence, but he used the word consolation. That word consolation means to call near. Uh, isn't it wonderful when the Lord Jesus Christ just wraps His loving arms around you, calls you near, and wraps His loving arms around you? Huh? Yes, sir. I'll be like He was doing this morning. He was trying to love on us today. Uh, that son was probably pushing Him away, but He was trying to love on us today during Sunday school. Yeah. We don't need to push him away. Huh? We need to love on him. I mean, when your wife tries to love on you, Brother David, let her love on you. Tony, when he tries to return that love, let him love on you too. Amen. Yes, sir. We need some loving every once in a while. We need to be hugged every once in a while. Yes, sir. I need sometimes I just need a hug. Hmm? Just need a hug sometimes. It means to call near. It means to invite. It means to have a desire. It means to solace. It means to comfort. It means to exhort. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to exhort us in a time of suffering. The Apostle Paul was trying to exhort the church at Philippi. Nobody done anything more for the Apostle Paul than the church at Philippi did in his times of suffering. Huh? He tells us that in chapter 3, chapter 4. He tells us, no other church communicated with me as you did. 
in my times of suffering. Every time the Apostle Paul had a need, the church at Philippi was there to help him out. That's why Paul pinned down Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hmm? There's going to be suffering in your life. Huh? You better have some confidence in Christ. Hmm? You better let that confidence come through because you've been saved by God's marvelous grace. But also you need to realize there is a consolation. Huh? He does call us near. He does invite us to come to Him. We have an open invitation to come to the Lord Jesus Christ and talk it over with Him. Huh? Ali sung the song. Probably, probably one of my favorite, most favorite songs in the church hymnals, that song right there. There's just something about that song right there. Take my head, precious Lord. Lead me on. Let me stand. Huh? This day and time, I'm having a hard time standing. And I'm thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ is holding my hand, helping me through the troubles and the trials of this walk of life. Times I can't seem to get up. Times I can't seem to even lay down. Times I can't seem to sit up. I'm glad the Lord Jesus Christ helping me and walking, walking me through this walk of life. I'm glad there is confidence. I'm glad there is a consolation. I'm glad He calls us near. I'm glad He invites us to come to Him. He wants us to come to Him. Uh, when, we're, uh, when we're having troubles and trials in this walk of life, He wants us, He don't want us to run to Mama. He don't want us to run to Daddy. He don't want us to run to other brothers and sisters in Christ, even though we do sometimes. And there's really nothing wrong with that. But He wants us to allow us to take Him to take our hand. Take my hand, precious Lord. Lead me on. Let me stand. I am tired. I am weak. I am worn. Through the night, through the storm. Lead me on to that light. I'm glad the Lord Jesus Christ, Brother Kurt, has led me on to the light many a time. When I couldn't see a way, I didn't see a way at all. Thank God the Bible said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now they say those lanterns they carried back in years gone by, that lantern just only showed so much light. But it showed enough light for you to be able to see to take one step. Uh, that's all God wants you to do is take one step at a time. And those lanterns, it'll help you take one step at a time. Uh, now they didn't shine away out yonder. They weren't made to shine away out yonder. Uh, but I'm glad this word... This Word will help us take one step at a time. But if need be, sometimes it'll shine away out yonder when it needs to. Uh, that's the Word of God. That's what the Word of God will do. And there are these times of suffering. The church at Philippi went through some things. They faced some things along with the Apostle Paul and without the Apostle Paul. They some things because the Apostle Paul wasn't there to help them. Paul wanted to get back to the church at Philippi, but there were some times he couldn't get back to the church at Philippi, and he knew they were suffering from some things, and the Apostle Paul knew he could help them with those things, so that's why he began writing and pinning down. There's confidence in him. But thank God there's a consolation in him. Then I find the third thing in chapter number 3. He not only wrote about 
the confidence and the consolation. He wrote about our conversation. Verse 20 says, For our conversation is in heaven. Now that word conversation doesn't mean sitting around talking amongst ourselves. That word conversation deals with the word citizenship. It deals with the word citizenship. In other words, our citizenship is in heaven. Huh? It's certainly we're heavenly people. Huh? We're an earthly people that's been saved by the marvelous grace of God who's made, being made fit for heaven. Huh? That's what the word conversation deals with. It means to behave as a citizen. A citizen of what? A citizen of heaven. We need to live and behave ourselves like we're going to heaven. Huh? Our problem is, and why the world don't see it, the world don't see us as fit for heaven. Huh? But during our times of suffering, so many times, if we quit on God, they don't see that as somebody going to heaven. Hmm? I got news for you. Somebody's watching you. Huh? Somebody's watching you. Somebody's got their eyes on you. And if you tell somebody you're a Christian, if you tell somebody you've been saved by the marvelous grace of God, somebody's got their eyes on you. Somebody's watching you. Huh? And if they're watching you, you better, you better be as this definition here is. You better show yourself a citizen of heaven. You better be behaving like you're going to heaven. You better be behaving like you're a child of God. Huh? You better look like you're a child of God. Huh? I've always heard, uh, there's been a statement that, that's been said many times, and I've always wondered, you know, about it, but people say, say it not only about me, but others, they'll say, well, you look like a preacher. Huh? I mean, how's a preacher supposed to look? I mean, you know. Does he supposed to have a beard with 15 different colors in it? Or is he supposed to be long-haired, short-haired? Is he supposed to be short and fat and, or tall and skinny? Or is he supposed to shout? Is he supposed to be quiet? Is he supposed to, you know, what's a preacher supposed to look like? Huh? Is he supposed to dress in a suit all the time? Huh? I don't know how you dress on Wednesday night, but I don't dress in a suit on Wednesday nights. I dress in blue jeans and tennis shoes. Huh? They might vote me out one day, but I dress in blue jeans and tennis shoes on Wednesday nights. I sure do. I did when I pastored Westside. I do it when I pastored McMahon. Any church I ever pastored, that's probably how I dress on Wednesday nights, Brother David. Huh? I'm tired of my people getting comfortable. I'm not, I'm me not being comfortable. These suits ain't comfortable, are they, David? You ever wear a suit? Suit ain't comfortable, is it, Jody? Do a little Jody sitting back there like he owns the church, you know, owns, the, owns everything, you know. Sitting back there a while ago and he's all spread out. I said, "Look at him, honey. He looks like he acts like he owns the place or something, you know." But these things are not comfortable. But I'm glad there's a place we're going to. Our citizenship is not in. What is he saying, preacher? I'm saying it's not always going to be like this, huh? The storms that are come, that have come, and the storms that will come, and thank God it's not always going to be like this, huh? There's a better day of coming. 
There's a place we're going to one day after a while. Hey, it's called home. Huh? We're going, some call it heaven, but thank God, I call it home. I'm going home one day after a while. I'm going home to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. No more storms, no more troubles, no more sea. Huh? As Brother Dave was talking about in Sunday school. Hmm? Revelation says, no more sea. You know why there's going to be no more sea? Because that's where the storms generate from. Hmm? Most storms generate from the sea. And God said no more. You don't know it, but I just held up a cue card to shout right there. Huh? Yes, sir. No more sea. What's that mean, preacher? No more storms. No more troubles. No more trials. No more pain. No more glasses. Huh? No more crutches. No more canes. No more wheelchairs. No more hospitals. Put them hospital people out of business. Why? Because we're going to a place one day after a while. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're saved by God's marvelous grace. We ought to act like and look like we're going to heaven one day after a while. Hmm? Paul said those things will help you through the storms. Paul said those things will help you through your times of suffering. Just being confident. Huh? Just having that con- consolation. And just having the fact that you are a citizen of heaven. One day after a while, for our conversation is in heaven. And once also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto His glorious body, according to the working whereby He is able even to do all things unto Himself. Then I find the fourth point. Paul said, in the times of serving, serving and suffering, you've got to have that confidence. That confidence will help you in those times of suffering. You've got to have that consolation, that conversation. But then I find in chapter number 4, verse 14 and 15, Paul says, Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. The church at Philippi took more care of the Apostle Paul than all the other churches put together. They saw to the need of the Apostle Paul. They loved that man of God and they took care of that man of God. Hmm? That word communication, communicating means this. It means to share with others. You know what our problems is? Many times when we're going through a trouble, we're going through a trial, when we're going through a storm, we clam up. Huh? We clam up. We just we just stop. Huh? But that's not what Paul said to do. Paul says in your times of suffering, when you're serving God, and in that time of serving God, you come across some suffering. Paul says don't quit. Paul says don't clam up. Paul says share it with others. Hmm? Oh, but I don't want nobody to know I'm going through this. I don't want nobody to know about this. Uh You know what the problem is? It makes the suffering 
a whole lot worse. Paul says, tell somebody. Paul says, share with others. Huh? Don't wait until God does something and then share it with them. Huh? Because then they'll shout with you. They'll glorify God. But if they're going through it with you, They're going through it with you, Todd. It makes the rejoicing when it's over with a whole lot better. And guess what? You can rejoice together. Huh? Our problem is we're not sharing what we have with others. But in our times of suffering, we're not sharing it with others. We're not letting others know what we're going through. We're not letting others know of what we're facing. We're not communicating with one another. To share with others, it means to distribute. It means to be a partaker. Huh? To be a partaker. We need to be partakers of other people's sufferings. Now I know, I know we can't share everybody's sufferings. Huh? The Bible says, bear you one another's burdens. But we can't bear everybody's burdens. Huh? But there's some we can bear. Huh? I know a great man of God, and I believe one of his biggest, I believe one of the biggest things that took him on from here was because he tried to bear everybody's burdens. Everybody called him. Everybody, every time that he got around them, he, they, they throw burns on top of him, burns on top of him. And he, I, I honestly believe the day he tried to carry all of them. I believe that. But we can't do that. We can't bear one of everybody's burdens. But we can bear some. We can bear some of them. And we need to. We need to always have an open ear. I've told people before when they get to talking, I say, I say, tell me all about it. I said, I've got a, I've got a good listening ear and a strong shoulder to lean on. Huh? I'm a good listener. I listen well. You know how well I hear. So I'm a good, I'm a good listener. Huh? It's all right. I'm a good listener. I like to listen. Just sit and listen. You don't have to say anything. Just listen. Because most people, when they're going through something, they don't they don't hear you. They don't hear you talking anyway. They want you to hear them, and that's what we need to do. We just need to sit and listen sometimes to what people have to say. Let them pour out their heart. And I believe that's what the apostle Paul was talking about. He said, "Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only." In other words, the apostle Paul knew what the church at Philippi was going through. He knew what they were going through. Why? Because they told him. And the church of Philippi knew what Paul was going through. Why? Because Paul shared it with them. Huh? This pastor does not know what you're going through if you do not share it with him. Huh? And then don't get mad at him because he don't come visit you in the hospital because you didn't let him know you were in the hospital to begin with. Huh? Now, I'm not saying just this pastor. I'm saying all pastors. Huh? I remember a time when Brother Troutman was pastoring Bays Mountain. Somebody called him up and said, I've been in the hospital. You didn't come visit me. He said, why didn't you tell me you was in the hospital? Hmm? 
He couldn't go, go visit him, Brother Kurt, if he didn't know this in the hospital. Huh? That's what this word communication means right here. Paul said they communicate with me. I let them know what I need. I, I shared with them my burden, my heart, my suffering. They shared with me their suffering, and we handled it together. Huh? That's what suffering's all about. Handling this together. Paul gives, gives us four things here in order to handle the suffering in their times of surf, serving. We're going to suffer. We're going to go through things. But thank God there's the confidence we can have in Christ. There's the consolation we have in Christ. There's the conversation that we have as a citizen of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's talk about God. Let's talk about the things of God. Hmm? Sometimes just talking about God makes a lot of things disappear. Makes a lot of things go away. Hmm? Must communicate one with another. Share your burden. Share what you're going through. Let somebody know what you're going through so they can be praying for you. Huh? They can go to the Lord in prayer. Huh? I like that song, Brother Jamie and Sister Lori sings. There's old Grandpa over there in the corner pouring his heart out to God. Huh? Yeah. We need some more Grandpas over there in the corner. Pouring the heart out to God for people. Right now I've got several people on my heart. It's going through some things and suffering some things. An old boy that's been coming to church some had come in the last little while told you about him. George George DeBillis. Catholic. Believe to God's dealing with him to be saved. George hadn't been back in a while. Do you pray that George comes back? Y'all believe old George under conviction? Sometimes he comes in a wheelchair. Sometimes he uses a cane. Old George needs to be saved by God's marvelous grace. Going out of the church many a time with tears in his eyes. God dealing with him by being saved. I love to see old George get saved. Got some other people in the church that's facing some things and Going through some things. And I never, I never, I'm about done, but Jamie gives an invitational number or whatever. But I've never, as a pastor, took a book of the Bible and gone through it to my, the churches that I've pastored. I've never done that before until McMahon Baptist Church. And God laid that Philippians, the book of Philippians on my heart. While we're going through the book of Philippians, there's been some suffering in the church and some suffering taking place. It started before we got in the book of Philippians. That wasn't the reason I actually did it. I just, Lord just spoke to my heart about doing it. And it's been a help to a lot of people. And I thank God for that. It's been a help to me. It has really helped me going through the book of Philippians. But I'm glad that during my times of suffering, in the times of serving Him, I'm not going to quit serving God. Mm-hmm. Not going to quit serving God just because I'm going through some things. Just because we're going through some things, that's no sign to quit on God. Uh, because God has given us some ways. God has given us some help. Brother David's let you know. I've let you know. The Apostle Paul lets us know in the book of Philippians. There are ways, just like there's a ways around Atlanta. Huh? There are ways around this thing. Huh? There are ways around this thing. We can take those ways around that. 
when God shows us the right way to go. 